Are you a giver or a taker? How do you deal with people who are always taking from others? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 24 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn the importance of making everyone feel part of a two-way relationship. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. The wicked Roman governor, Turnus Rufus, once asked Rabbi Akiva, If your God loves the poor, why does he not support them himself? Is giving charity not undermining God's will that these people be poor? He commands us to sustain the poor, Rabbi Akiva replied, so that with their help we are able to perform mitzvahs and thereby be saved from the judgment of Gehenna. On the contrary, Turnus Rufus continued his challenge, it is this charity which condemns you to Gehenna. I shall illustrate this to you with a parable. Imagine a king who was angry with his slave and threw him into prison, ordering that he should not be fed or given to drink. But one fellow goes and feeds him and gives him drink. If the king was to hear about it, would he not be angry with that person? And you, after all, are called slaves, as the state of the children of Israel are slaves to me. Rabbi Kiva responded, Allow me to offer a parable of my own. To what may this matter be compared? To a king who was angry with his son and threw him into prison, ordering that he should not be fed or given to drink. But one fellow goes and feeds him and gives him drink. If the king heard about it, would he not react by rewarding the fellow who sustained his child? And we are called children, as it is written, You are children of Hashem, your God. Let's look at today's Gemara. If a person says to his friend, Benefiting from you is forbidden to me if you do not take from me for your son a core of wheat and two barrels of wine as a gift, he can dissolve his vow without the involvement of a rabbi. This is because he can say to the one who vowed, Did you make the vow for any reason other than due to my honor? This is my honor that I refrain from accepting gifts. The reason that he may dissolve the vow is because he said, This is my honor. But if he did not say so, then it would be a valid vow. Whose opinion does this follow? If it is the opinion of Rebbe Lezer Yaakov, then it is included in the category of motivational vows and is not considered a vow since the intention was solely to encourage the other individual to accept the gift. Rather, conclude from here that the rabbis disagree with him and hold that motivational vows are valid. Actually, it is in accordance with the opinion of Rebbe Lezer Yaakov, but Rebbe Lezer Yaakov concedes, in this case, that it is a vow and not just a means of encouragement, because the one who took the vow is saying to him, I am not a dog, that I benefit from you, and you do not benefit from me. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Gemara today discusses a case where an individual makes a vow swearing off any benefit from another person unless he is willing to accept a gift from him. The reason for such a vow is to declare that unless their relationship is a two-way street, he's not interested. He's making it clear that he doesn't want any favors from the other individual. We are placed here in this world to contribute. We begin as takers and slowly but surely we shift to becoming contributors. As children, all we know how to do is take, take, take. Everything we need in life is given to us by our parents, our teachers and others. But as we grow into adulthood, we are expected to contribute more and more. You get married and contribute to your spouse and then children come along and you contribute with no expectation of receiving anything in return. This model ingrains within us the ability to give tzedakah and selflessly contribute to society. The more we contribute, the more we've achieved our earthly goals and mission. But the Almighty doesn't always provide every person with the wherewithal to give. As Rabbi Akiva taught Turnus Rufus, heaven has ordained that some people will have greater means than others. Those with greater means achieve spiritual redemption by bettering the lives of those less endowed. Nevertheless, as Al-Kamara points out, most people don't like to be a dog that I benefit from you and you don't benefit from me. 
We would much rather be on the giving side than on the receiving end of a relationship. That's why it's important that if you find yourself fortunate enough to be the giver, to figure out some way to allow the recipient to give back so that he doesn't feel uncomfortable. If he's seeking financial assistance, ask him to help you move some boxes the next week or ask him his opinion on an important matter. That way he'll feel accepted and worthy. It's important to constantly bear in mind that Hashem has made wealthier and needier people in the ecosystem of spiritual reward. Both need one another. When you view the relationship as a destiny-fulfilling partnership, you'll want to do whatever you can to strengthen the bonds between you. Our shul in Edmonton, like most shuls, was packed for Kol Nidre. On the holiest day of the year, the soul shines brightest and tells the holy Jewish body it inhabits to go to shul. While the regular dues-paying members had pew-style seats in the main section of the shul called the Red Seats, we also provided extra dining-style chairs for non-members at the back of the shul, which we called the Blue Seats. One of the perennial issues addressed at the board were the Blue Seats. Nobody knew what to do about these people who came every year but never joined the shul. It wasn't as if they were getting any less benefit from the shul than the bulk of the members who also only attended on the high holidays. And it couldn't be the money that was impeding their joining, for the shul offered adjusted memberships for those who couldn't afford to pay full board. So what was stopping them from becoming members? The answer, I argued, counterintuitively perhaps, was that we asked them to become members. One of the reasons people don't come to shul more regularly is they feel awkward if they're not a member. It's not that they don't feel welcome, it's that they don't feel comfortable being takers. We're constantly asking people to join, but if they're not in a position to pay full dues, many of them simply opt out altogether. Of course, that's very sad. We have a responsibility to make everyone feel a part of the shul and Jewish life, regardless of his financial situation. And the way to do that is not just to smile and offer people a bowl of cholent. We need to get people volunteering in some capacity so that they feel that they are contributing and giving back and no longer feel awkward about attending for free. And eventually you'll see once they're emotionally invested in the community, they will join the shul as Jews paying members, all in the right time. Nobody wants to be a charity case. When you help somebody out, always try to find a way to make him feel it's a two-way street. We are all takers in some form or fashion. Whether it's a public good or a piece of advice, there's no shortage of situations that life calls upon us to be takers. May you forever merit being a contributor and finding creative ways to maximize others' contributions, financial or otherwise, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.